0: R.C. Top 3, a weekly podcast of the top three stories from Regnum Christi. Father Russell Ward, L.C., is ordained to the priesthood in the Legionaries of Christ. Father Russell Ward, L.C., was ordained to the priesthood on June 12, 2021, by Bishop Earl Boya at St. Mary Cathedral in Lansing, Michigan. Father Russell was raised near Lansing in Flint, the oldest of seven children. He first experienced the desire to discern a potential vocation to the priesthood while visiting the Legionaries of Christ's Apostolic School in New Hampshire at the age of 14. He enrolled and finished his high school there before joining the Order's novitiate in Cheshire, Connecticut. As Father Russell continued in his formation, as he relates in his personal testimony, he realized that this was the start of a long journey of intentionally trying to open my heart to God's overwhelming grace, to be led by Him wherever He would take me. And what an adventure it has been! I am amazed, looking back, how our Lord has gradually dilated my heart, revealing more every day what He is calling me to as a legionary priest. Put simply, I have found that God fills us with deep desires in our hearts, and, if we let Him lead us, He will undoubtedly begin to fulfill all these desires in unexpected ways. After the COVID 19 pandemic made it necessary to cancel the traditional group ordinations that the Legionaries of Christ had planned in Rome for April 24, 2021, Father Russell turned to the bishop of his hometown diocese, Bishop Earl Boea of the Diocese of Lansing, Michigan, who warmly invited him to be ordained, along with two diocesan seminarians, on June 12. To Father Russell, this was a meaningful act of providence. At his ordination, he noted that receiving both the anointing of confirmation and the anointing of the priesthood by the Bishop of Lansing emphasized to him that he has a spiritual home and deep roots in the diocese, no matter where in the world he is sent on his mission as a priest of the Legionaries of Christ. During the homily for the Ordination Mass, Bishop Boyea encouraged the new priests to remember the source of the light that they are to bring into the world, and to live their ministry with deep humility. Even as Paul recognized that the ministry he received was not his own, so you must acknowledge the true origin of the light that you are to be. Paul refers to God's edict of light at the beginning of the book of Genesis to point to the true source of any knowledge of Jesus Christ that we might end up having. And so, since God has chosen to say, Let there be light, and He says that in you today, it does not change the fact that we are truly only earthen vessels. The light is not us, but is always of the One who says, Let there be light. It is ascribed to St. Augustine to pray as though everything depended on God, work as though everything depended on you. To emphasize the attitude of humility of heart and generous service the new priests were to live, Bishop Boia concluded his homily by washing their feet, inviting them to join him in following the example of Jesus Christ as they begin their priesthood. At the end of the Mass, each of the new priests gave a few remarks. Father Russell shared his gratitude to his family, his home diocese and bishop, to the legionaries of Christ, and especially to Our Lady, who gave him the particular grace of being ordained on the Solemnity of the Immaculate Heart, a heart in which he said he felt embraced and cared for, sheltered under her mantle of protection. Father Russell will now continue his studies for a Master of Theology at Notre Dame University. After this, He hopes to pursue a doctorate degree in order to teach seminarians in the Legionary University in Rome. Remembering Isabel Garcia de Venuesa, 1966 to 2021. The most important and wonderful thing will be what we will discover there. It will be amazing. May we all make it there. The bridegroom won't be long in coming. Isabel Garcia de Venuesa was born on November 30, 1966, in Madrid, Spain, into a large Catholic family. She is the youngest of eight siblings, Sonia, Amudena, José, Carlos, Guillermo, Carmen, Gabriel, and Isabel. In 1981, the family went to live in Mexico City, and Isabel was a student at the Rosada Loma School, where she learned about Regnant Christie. There I found a meaning and happiness that I had never found before, and that I wanted to communicate to others. It was Jesus. I found him in a different way, in a way that captivated me. And all my life has been and continues to be a response to this love, Isabel said in a testimony. She also explained that, over time, you discover that happiness often comes with tears, but it is still authentic and profound. My life has been and continues to be a continuous search. The important thing is to trust in the fidelity of God, who will never fail. He has always acted in silence and in the hidden. When her parents returned to Spain, Isabel was 17 years old and wanted to stay in Mexico to finish her studies and see if God would call me to the consecrated life. On September 1, 1985, she entered the pre precandidacy in Mexico City, and on September 16, 1986, she consecrated herself to God in Regnum Christi at the Cultural Center in Cotija, Michoacán. She moved to Rome to begin her formation, where she spent three and a half years. Her first apostolate was in Santiago, Chile, where she worked as an E.C.Y.D. assistant and as a formation instructor at Colegio Cubres de Santiago, 1990-1993. Later, she spent a year as administrator of the SecVac School in Monterrey, 1993 to 1994, and in 1994 she went to Spain to work as a vocational promoter. A vocation is a love story, but not a romantic one. Rather, it is passionate because God is passionate and you never know how he is going to conquer your heart, said Isabel. From 1996 to 2001 she worked as territorial secretary for the consecrated women in Spain, and from 2001 to 2014 on the general secretariat team in Rome. She lived for 10 months in the Holy Land and returned to Madrid in 2015, where she studied a master's degree in marriage and family at the John Paul II Institute in Madrid, and until 2019, was director of the Mira Sierra community, her current community. In 2016, she was diagnosed with cancer and underwent three surgeries. Since March 2020, When she was operated on for the third time, Isabel began to send a daily note by WhatsApp that became a type of blog. For 14 months, through that daily message, almost 300 people were able to accompany her every day in her daily life, in her relationship with the disease, the pain, heaven, her community, her family, and God. Another characteristic of Isabel was her love for her family and her relationship with them, whom she shared special moments with in her last months, when all those living in Mexico were able to visit her in Spain. Isabel died on May 15, 2021, surrounded by the consecrated women of the Miracierra community, her mother and most of her siblings who live in Mexico and Madrid and who were able to spend her last days with her as well. Her two families, as she liked to say. The most important and wonderful thing is what we discover there. In 2020, when Isabel's cancer returned, she underwent surgery. Then she began to share a daily note by WhatsApp to share how she was doing. The first message was on March 4th. I have started a novena to Our Lady of Guadalupe with my family, asking for healing. We just left the room, and we are still waiting for the report. But the main thing was already said. It is a malignant tumor, and I have to have chemo. Before sending more news, I wanted, first of all, to thank you for your affection and closeness, and of course your prayers that accompany and support me at this time. As there are many of you who are following me, I have created a distribution list to be able to send news more easily, and not to leave anyone out. Over time, this note became a real one-to-one blog. Isabel continued to send her message every day, to be close, and because she thought it could help, she explained. The almost 300 people who received it were able to accompany her in this way for 14 months and follow in first person the daily and extraordinary aspects of her journey. Her last travels with her family, her recovery from the latest operation, how the palliative care began, her desire to continue living, her gradual acceptance of what was to come, the affection of her family and community, what she was afraid of, what she desired. Isabel did not like to talk about wounds because she felt it was perceived as something negative. However, she said that as time goes by, you realize that they are part of life and that we all have wounds, and that the last stage of her life was doing just that recognizing those wounds, naming them, healing what we can, accepting them, and wanting the story of my life that God has wanted for me and not the one I would have dreamed of. Isabel professed herself in love with reality. Many times we dream beautiful things, but reality does not always coincide with our dreams, and it is important to fall in love with that reality, which is the best dream you can have, because it is your personal story. Another of Isabel's characteristics was a simple and close relationship with Jesus. He speaks to me a lot through Scripture, and also through events and people, she explained in December 2020. My prayer is usually the liturgy of the day. "'staying on some phrase or passage of the gospel. "'Other times it is to review with him "'what I have been living to give thanks, "'to petition, to place myself in his hands,' she explained. "'I trust him completely, "'and I trust that everything I have to go through "'is for my good and for the good of others. "'And during the day there are many glances, "'thoughts, offerings, prayers "'that unite me to him spontaneously. "'Many times, in an imperceptible and insignificant way, But very real. The truth is that it is something very simple. And he is patient with me because I would like to be much more tender with him, and many times I am a complete disaster. I ask him for forgiveness and also for help to keep improving. And maybe every day I have to ask for forgiveness for the same thing, but I don't get tired, or I try not to get tired. She participated in the recording of the net songs in the album Cantando Mi Fe Católica, Volume 1, by Marcela de María y Campos, being the soloist voice of Hoy me he portado mal and Quiero tener un amigo. In December 2020, she also said that silence was essential in her life and something she always sought for the interior life, to better listen to the voice of God and not to listen too much to one's own fears and sorrows that can arise naturally and logically to be at peace. The last note in Isabel's daily message was on May 10th, when Mother's Day is celebrated in several countries, Mexico among them. Very happy Mother's Day to the Mexican mothers. Today I have remembered you very much. Thank you for everything you do for your children, both spiritually and humanly. How important is the presence, affection, dedication, devotion, example of a mother. You can never repay what you receive from her, and I am sure that God will repay you with more than enough. She also commented on her last medical visit the joy she felt at experiencing the unconditional closeness of her sisters in Christ and how this love helps to find meaning in pain. And she warned that she would no longer be able to answer messages. This is going to be part of loving my reality, but I hope you still know that I am close to you and that I am not forgetting you. This article was translated from Spanish. New Questions and Answers about Regnum Christi. After over a decade of reflection, reform, and renewal, Regnum Christi has emerged as a focused and energized spiritual family of evangelizers that encompasses four different vocations in over 30 countries. Do you have questions about Regnum Christi? Check out the answers in the new section of our website called Questions and Answers about Regnum Christi, and make sure to subscribe to our RC This Week e newsletter where we will feature a different question and answer every week. Questions range from the identity and spirituality of Regnum Christi to how each vocation lives their call to Regnum Christi, what it means to be contemplative and evangelizing, how the Regnum Christi Federation is structured, and how people live Regnum Christi in localities across the North American territory. Each answer is based on the new Statues of the Regnum Christi Federation, the Rule of Life for Lay Members of Regnum Christi, and the Constitutions of the Legionnaires of Christ, the Consecrated Women of Regnum Christi, and the Lay-Consecrated Men of Regnum Christi, along with other documents. There is a Go-Deeper feature for each question, with links to supporting documents, spiritual resources, videos, and more. Questions and Answers about Regnum Christi is a great way for anyone discerning Regnum Christi to get more information, for members to go more deeply into their charism and call, and for people who want to get more information to find the answers they are looking for. For more resources, visit www.regnumchristi.org or download the Regnum Christi English app today.